Welcome to the I Believe Podcast, an Acure Insight production, brought to you by Castle Biosciences. I'm your host, Danae Peterson, a fellow ocular melanoma survivor. Here on the podcast, we'll be sharing information and insights on treatments, research, and living with ocular melanoma. Castle Biosciences is a proud sponsor of this I Believe podcast. Castle Biosciences tests are designed to provide clinicians precise and personalized tumor information for the benefit of patient care. If you would like more information about how Castle is transforming the treatment of eye cancer, visit castletestinfo.com. So this is going to be the last track for today over here in the Crescent Room. So if you want to go over to track one, I highly suggest you do that. Um, Dr. Reichstein will be finishing up with a couple of other presenters this afternoon. And I'll be heading over there as well. So I'd love to chit-chat with you guys when everything is done. Um, what I'd really like to do is present Dr. Terry Watson. So. Dr. Terry Watson is a graduate of the University of Louisville School of Dentistry and the owner of Midtown Smiles here in Nashville, Tennessee. He received specialized training in cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, orthodontics, and facial pain therapy. He serves on the faculty of the Tennessee College of Applied Technologies Dental Assisting Program and has regularly received the Best Dentist Award. Dr. Watson has a passion for improving his patients' lives through cosmetic dentistry and enjoys building real relationships with, patients, with his patients. Diagnosed with choroidal melanoma in his right eye in 2017, Dr. Watson found himself on the other side of the doctor-patient encounter. Upon beginning his treatment, Dr. Watson found help in journaling his journey. He finds purpose in giving back to the community and is an active member of the Kiwanis International and 26 young member of the Awana Clubs of America. He cherishes time with his wife and two daughters in his free time and is likely to be found hunting or fishing. Dr. Watson is driven, not, is driven to not let his diagnosis slow him down in hopes that sharing his story will help current and future patients with ocular melanoma. Let's give Dr. Terry Watson a round of applause. Welcome. Um, first, I, I would just like to know exactly who my audience is uh, today. Um, who has been through this treatment? The radiation. radiation treatment. Radiation. That's what I had. Anybody have any other type of treatment? Enucleation. Accentuation. Accentuation. I'm. I'm which okay. is different than choroidal. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, for my eye, I had radioactive plaque band transpupillary thermotherapy. I feel like I'm on a mic. You are from on. my blind side, um, <laughs> and then enucleation. Okay. Well, um, has uh, did everybody have their treatment done at Tennessee Retina? No, you're from all over, huh? Cool. Um, okay, well, this is my journey. Uh, Dr. Reichstein uh, in Tennessee Retina uh, saved my life. That's what those doctors do for us, right? And his wonderful team. Some of his team members are here. You should get to know them. 
Um, I'll probably hit um, our last speaker. I'll probably hit everything that you just said, so y'all just watch me and, and, and I'll give an example of everything she just talked about. <laughs> All right, nervous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I, I know the subject very well. It's myself, as, as you, as you uh, looks like ladies know. Um, well, um, my story about journaling, and that's what I want to say, I, I overheard some of you already talking about that, and then some different forums that you're in and things like that. I, I found that that was the way for me to heal. And so that's what um, I'm to tell you about today. So, tell you about my story. Um, Vols are playing Alabama today. Go Vols. Um, I am a cosmetic dentist here in town. Uh, vision uh, acuity is my priority. I cannot stand not to be able to see. So when we're talking about throwing things in the flame <laughs> about, the, about that, guess what? I, I had to do that too because I had to overcome a lot of fears um, through this process, and, we, and we'll, we'll talk about it. One was being uh, claustrophobic. <laughs> Y'all love the MRI stuff, right? Uh, that's my beautiful wife, Dana. She's in the front row with me. She'll cheer for whoever I cheer for, I guess. She, she converted. Uh, she was from Arkansas, and uh, after listening to Pat Summit, she came home one day saying she was converted and she was wearing orange. <laughs> House divided. <laughs> so the, yeah, we're playing. All right, so um, uh, this is my dental family, all right? Uh, Dr. Tabor is the, he is the uh, dentist that I bought out here after practicing 20 years in my wife's hometown. Um, so you need the support of family, work family, home family. Um, this, is, this is my family. This is my family. Uh, this one rules the roost. Uh, this is second place, uh, the youngest one. Um, the third one, uh, this is my oldest child. Uh, you can see she takes a lot after me. Um, and that is my uh, son. He's my son-in-law. Uh, I wanted to make it to this day. Wanted to make it to that day. Got another one to go, maybe. But uh, no grandkids yet. I just have um, fur babies. They have two. Things that I like to do. I need my eyes. Um, I am actually a well-known duck call maker as well. Um, that's one of my duck calls right here. I do custom call making, and uh, people order from all over the place. I've sold in every state. Uh, this is uh, my buddy. Uh, you'll see pictures of him along the way because you've got to have friends. You've got to have friends you can confide in. That's where your drawing was. Uh, this was one that I'd put a dot beside, right? Um, so love to duck hunt. Should I have to turn this way every time? Um, my first passion, believe it or not, is actually turkey hunting. Uh, there's my father-in-law taught me how to turkey hunt, and uh, we like to deer hunt together. And then uh, there's my buddy again. We crappie fish and duck hunt together. Am, am I doing okay with the mic? I'm okay. Yeah. All right, here's mine. There he is. What we're all here for. Uh, that's my enemy. 
Uh, that was uh, Dr. Rockstein's enemy, and I journaled the whole time. But that was my diagnosis day officially. Um, I had been going to uh, in, in Arkansas. I, I, the next door neighbor was was my optometrist. Been my optometrist for 20 years. Um, I had a, a, I've got a Nevis in here as well. I've I've discovered that Nevis. Um, after playing flag football in college, I hit my head. I went to have it checked out. The, the doctor said, hey, you've got a freckle in your eye. You need to watch this. Well, uh, I'm a rules follower, so of course, every year I got an eye test. In about 2014, I go back and see records. Uh, this started showing up because that's when he started getting pictures of my eye. That's when he started getting pictures. And, and he said, well, you looks like you might have a little satellite out here. I am a doctor. I never once thought about a melanoma in my eye. Not one time. That one layer of pigment that you have back there so you, your eyes don't shine like the animals whenever the headlights hit you, went crazy. That went crazy. So from here um I, when i moved to um when i moved to tennessee um, i went back to that optometrist but um his associate was also my patient there uh, he wasn't there on fridays that's fridays when i could go i went and saw um dr kilgore was was her name so i add her to the list who saved my life and she said man how long has this been going on a long time he's been watching it she said yeah but we don't know how thick it is I said oh well what can it be and she goes I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna tell you you need to go see about the thickness the thickness is everything right so the thickness of mine turned out to be 2.3 I was in denial I asked Reich Stein if I could have 90 days <laughs> to see if this thing was growing because it's been there forever in my eyes, right? <laughs> so um, anyway, I have bad jokes. <laughs> it's just like the injections. You see them coming. <laughs> um, so uh, 90 days, he says, yeah, I'll let you off 60. So I'll come back in 60 days. 2.5. 2.3 to 2.5, 60 days, he goes, Let's do this tomorrow. Well, you, if you've been through the treatment, you know it doesn't, it happens quickly sometimes, at least with brachytherapy, but it, you know, they got to do a lot of stuff. And one of those things I was extremely afraid of was MRI because I had a head injury when I was a kid. I was, I was the youngest and I was a little rambunctious, okay? Um, and I woke up in an MRI on a papoose board. I've been scared of an MRI ever since. So guess what you gotta go do, right? Here's another fear I had to throw in the flame. Uh, journal my way through it. And I'll, I will be happy to say this, that yesterday I had an MRI and I kept all my clothes on. <laughs> what an accomplishment. I'm telling you, I journaled this all the way through. Went from shoes to no shirt, everything. It's just, just the way it is. But there's my enemy. And it's dead. And I thank God every day for it. 
Um, this is me normal. Um, I had my wife, uh, this is surgery day, September 5th, 2017. Um, I gave my wife two thumbs up because she was nervous. I didn't want to show her how nervous I was. Uh, so there's my eye, dilated, ready to go. There I am. Um, you know, notice I'm, I'm taking um, pictures because photo journaling, I think, was important too. You know, after I went through this this morning and cried all over again. So, um, got out of surgery, going home. That's, I have no idea why I put my glasses on. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I was drunk. They said, I'm a lightweight. I they probably just kicked me a little volume and did this. Um, um, and then, you know, waking up with the, with the patch, I was glad for that to be over with. Um, so I will say, this is the next morning. Um, took this off and said, holy moly, right? What happened? I mean, this, this was hamburger meat. And you talk about something, that little piece right there, right there, was driving me crazy. All of the other stuff, I, it was driving me nuts. And you know, the people in your circle, in that drawing, I had to call on some of my prayer warriors. And I said, please pray for that to, for that to quit happening. Excuse me. For that, for that to go away. Stop hurting me. And of course they did. Um, one person, you know, you can't, you can't be beside somebody in the bed or whatever, so, uh, you know, I kicked my wife out. My dog would not leave me. She's trying to show me who's boss still. All right, so I kind of just kind of took some months at a time here, and you'll see I'll, I'll just kind of do a little time here. Um, you know, September 12th, so I, I, I was uh, September 5th through the 9th, 7th through the 9th, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so on the 12th, uh, the swelling is still there. And, of course, your eyes still dilated. And I had double vision. You talk about, <gasps> oh. But um, I went to work seven days later. Closed one eye. I wouldn't recommend that. But um, I was, you know, a veteran of dentistry at this time, and, and there's certain measurements with the burrs that you can tell. So I knew what I was doing. If this happened to a young dentist, I would say, wait till the double vision goes away, dude. Just, just wait. I closed one eye and did it. Um, so, and, you know, uh, hamburgers still there, but getting better, right? It's getting better. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The psychological part of this, for me, was... 30 people a day are looking at me going, what happened? And of course, I said, you ought to see the other guy. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to make a joke out of it because it was so, uh, I just, I mean, I couldn't look people in the eye to talk to them. I mean, I stopped looking people in the eye. I didn't, and I'd turn it so, you know, I'd sit this way so they wouldn't see it. All those things, you know, and I cried at restaurants and said I was a monster and people were staring at me. I hated this, I hated this part. You know, there's a, the traumatic, the, the, the PTSD is, is you, you've got like three stages of it, right? When you hear the news, 
uh, there's, there's some trauma there. When you go through the treatment, there's some trauma there. And afterwards, you still have it. There's just that day that you stop looking back. At least I hope that's, I hope that is for everybody here. So getting better. Um, all right, so significance of this right here is, uh, you see my glasses, these are 3D glasses. The Vols were playing on that September day, shortly after this plaque and everything came out. 3D glasses stopped, stopped it, the double vision, for a short time. <laughs> when my eye got tired, it was over, you know, because, I mean, they, they dissect a muscle there, you know, to put that underneath it, and it was, you know. So my, my block I have is in the top left corner because my tumor's in the right posterior, and um, so that muscle was so sore, I couldn't look down. If I looked down, I was automatically, you know, the double vision was there. The double vision far away started diminishing, thank God, but if I look down, and guess what I'm doing as a dentist? I'm looking down the whole time, so uh, I spent about two months closing an eye, all right? That's... That's okay. I did good work. Um, the significance of this picture over here is um, this was the first day um, I drove. My poor wife had to drive me everywhere, uh, listening to me tell her how to drive. And uh, that's okay. She made it. Um, I, we were my senior class, actually the, the team in uh, my senior year of high school, we got inducted to our high school hall of fame. Uh, for we're still the number one defensive team in the state of Missouri ever um, and so we got inducted so I, I started driving at Jackson it was on the highway but it felt so good little things right the little pleasures um, this is this is my grandmother this is my prayer warrior every day she still does She's done it for all of her kids and grandkids as long as I can remember. But, you know, I call her Timex. She takes a tick and keeps on. She takes a lick and keeps on ticking. And she's had brain cancer. You tell somebody tell you about brain cancer, she can do it. She's had every uh, joint, I think, replaced. She's 94. 94 still going. Needs a little oxygen these days. Um, COVID hit around. She got COVID. The doctor wanted to put her in the hospital, and she said, no, I'm going to go home and die. I know the Lord. I'm ready to meet my maker. And guess what? She whipped COVID too. So um, this right here is a mustard seed. I was given the gift of a, a mustard seed that had been anointed by a whole church congregation from a friend of mine. You need the supports. You need the support um, wherever your faith is. But you need, you need people to support you through all of this. All right. Uh, this is, uh, it's dark because um, we stayed late to do a laser without, um, I say this, this is one of the tough laser procedures. They got the weenie laser procedure now. This one is the one where, by golly, it heats up and hurts you. And um, um, I... Rockstein was nice enough to stay late when he didn't. I said, I'm off. I'm ready to do it. So I was lucky enough to have um, surgery 
When he took the plaque out, then I had laser one more time, and I was awake for the whole thing. Right, Anderson? She was waiting for me to pass out. He, t he told me I was the toughest SOB he'd met. She cried a lot. Um, so the laser um, at the time after removal and the second laser treatment, and this is what it looks like in my eye. And it's all good because it's dead, and, you know, the goal is to make a, make a scar around your tumor. No blood vessel to cancer, no life. This thing is dead, flat. Everything's flat, flat as it can be. And I'm so thankful. All right, just a little bit more timeline. This is like 2018 going through 2020. 17, 17. These are just like after injections and stuff. The thing I was just wanting to say is you start looking normal again, but you're never normal again. You know you're not normal again. It's just part of that, how can I heal myself while my body's healing? That was the power of journaling to me. Um, I, I felt it was great. Um, I actually felt like I'm supposed to write a book, which ironically, um, I had a person that um, was at a ladies' conference, and um, she sent me this thing. They were praying uh, about me and everything, and, and I just felt like the Lord said, the name of your book is I Believe. I went, I believe? Unbelievable. That's where we are. How about that? Um, so um, I've been waiting, you know, five years. So I passed my life day on uh, September 9th. But the thing I'm going to add is it's not fair for if you've had eye treatment, with, like especially brachytherapy. I don't know about enucleation, how you're going to celebrate those type of things, but I'm just saying if you do chemo, you get to ring a bell, right? What do we do for the eye? Well, we had this sucker in there for three days. I have a three-day celebration, <laughs> and I think we should make that all known throughout, throughout the, the world. That when you have this, you get to celebrate three days. Do it however you want to. Seven. seven. Okay. Who can five, 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 and then we'll seven. All right. Here we go. Go on ten. Who can be ten? No ten. No ten. Please don't have that in there. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a cut up, but we're back to the the circle. Here's your circle of friends. Um, this is my circle of friends that that I would call on. You know, I. I the first people I called on, of course, was my family. I had to tell my girls. Uh, my youngest one just fell apart, right? And um, the oldest one is a pharmacist, and she got busy. And documentation, documentation, sending me everything. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you're going to start eating now, blah, 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 blah. Everything, everything. So uh, I had to support them, my grandma, my pastor, my church family, the rest of my family and my friends. And so I could call on any of these people at any time and they would talk me off of a ledge. They would give me support more than anything, which is what we all need, right? I mean, it was tough. It was tough for us all. That's not my teeth, by the way. That's at Arrington and that's like a grape or something. That's not my teeth. Um, 
you know, my, the other part of my encouragement is, is you got to keep living. It's there. You just got to live with it, right? And you learn to live with it, however you can cope with it. And there's people to help you and um, use, use your sources. And, and I just want to just glorify God for what he did. And, and as I've said before, you know, the, the verses about Jesus spitting in, spitting in the dirt and making the mud and putting it in the people's eye, um, I said the plaque was the spit and Rockstein was Jesus' hands. So that's how I feel about it. Um, I like to have a good time. This is uh, my Santa suit when I'm delivering presents to my, our families. You know, he was rocking. Um, you know, went over to uh, kayak over to the falls when, what, what's the name of that falls? Cummings. Cummings Falls? Yeah, Cummings Falls. It's beautiful if the water's up. Uh, just went to uh, Yosemite and Grand Tetons. Came back last week from the beach. Get busy living. Or get busy dying, if y'all like Shawshank Redemption. I do. Every time it's on. Do I stop? Shawshank's on. Sorry. Quote every line. Um, all right. Pray for others. Uh, six people in a million with choroidal melanoma. I believe that's the statistic. Is that right, Anderson? Somewhere in there? Okay. Um, this is Todd. Todd is, um, his wife is a, a speaker, and my wife is also a, a speaker as well in the dental world. Um, she calls and says, Dana, oh my God, my husband just got diagnosed. I said, you're going to Reichstein. Comes from Hawaii. Stays at our house. Stayed at my house with that plaque in his eye, right? He came out of the bedroom. I said, come on, I don't care. Let's do it. Uh, Pray for, I pray for him, and I pray for these others. Uh, these are six people who've got the same thing. I was diagnosed with choroidal melanoma. Um, Jeff um, graduated one year ahead of me in my hometown. Michaela is a, um, um, a niece to a friend of mine from my hometown. Mike is a, a friend of a guy I graduated high school with that um, works in Franklin. David is an oral maxillofacial surgeon, and Kim went to church with me in Arkansas. That's pretty close, don't you think? For six people in a million? That's, that's ridiculously close. So I feel like I'm supposed to tell people uh, my story I think you should tell your story. I think it's healthy to tell your story, and I hope, I hope you're getting something from this. As uh, I'm not like my wife; she's an excellent speaker. Um, I'm just winging it. All right. Uh, this picture was taken last week. There it is. I, I look pretty good for an old man. I mean, you can't see the damage. I, I, still, I still have a little weakness when I look down far to the right. You know, I love to, I love to, to, to deer hunt and everything. So when, when I first got this out and I had the double vision and I, I, I sat, the first time I went back deer hunting, I couldn't move my eyes laterally. It hurt so bad to climb down after two hours. 
that was just killing my soul. I wouldn't even sh shoot a gun or anything for a while. It just, it just wasn't, didn't feel right. That was, you know, that was traumatic to me. That was taking away something I love to do. But you just keep getting knocked down. You seven times you rise eight, right? Um, we only live once, Snoopy. Wrong. We only die once. We live every day. So I want you to go out there and celebrate your life day. Um, I went and had a really good uh, supper, and I think I went down on Broadway the next night, which my wife hates, but I love live music. I'm not going to cut that out. Yeah, I don't even remember the third day because the second day was so good. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I would like to just facilitate a conversation. You can ask me any question about how I felt, the treatment, whatever, um, and she'll bring a microphone around, so please wait for the microphone, I believe, so that we can have good communications. Better than me, anyway. <laughs> okay, well, here's our first speaker. I have a question, and then I have a comment, which I think is interesting to what you're saying. Um, the question is, I know that males don't journal mm -hmm. as much as females. Mm -hmm. So how did you, were you a journal, did you journal before this? And how, what facilitated your journaling if you did not? Great question, because I actually had that to say. Um, well, I'm a girl dad. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. Uh, girl dads have to do things differently. Yes. Um, I have been a self-improvement guru forever. I've read every type of self-help self book that I think you can get. Um, usually on the beach, that's, that's my happy place where I, where I learn. Um, I don't, like I said, I just felt like I needed to. Maybe it was a spiritual thing mm -hmm. for me. Um, I, I just felt the calling. So, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to finish, finish the book and uh, get that out there. And the one thing that Anderson was telling me uh, when they asked me to do this was, hey, there's... You know, there's not a whole lot, I'm sorry about that, there's not a whole lot of good stuff out there on the internet about brachytherapy. I mean, it looks gruesome, and I wanted to be an encouragement to people that uh, you can get back to a normal life, even though you're abnormal, and you know it, um, you don't have to be that way. My comment. Yes. First, I can identify with oral exams because I'm a speech pathologist and I was working in nursing homes and I waited two weeks <laughs> before I went back. Um, and then when I got new eyeglasses, mm -hmm. there were three choices mm -hmm. that I'd picked out. You know, you'd pick out, oh, my goodness. was, And I had a favorite, but then the lady helping me said, oh, this is from a new company and there's a Bible verse. <laughs> there's a Bible verse yes. in this one. And the Bible verse was, the redeemed of the Lord shall tell their story mm -hmm. from Psalms 107. And not only did I do that in journaling, I put it on Facebook. I, and like you, even though I didn't talk to my patients about it, it's like God put, like one of my first patients at a new building mm -hmm. had, 
was in assisted living. He, worked, he lived in assisted living. He was an older guy in his 80s. And he had fallen and had a little head injury. And they were saying, he has cognitive problems. You need to work with him. Well, why did he fall? So I'm the only one that noticed in his history eye cancer. Oh. So I pursued that a little bit. And he goes, it's a word this long. And I don't know. But there's this little lady down in Cincinnati that does the uh, treatment. And I went, Dr. Gohea? Yep. That's the, that's the one. And so then I did share, well, guess what? I've had that same thing, you know? And I know why, what were you doing? I was reaching into the closet for some CDs. Well, there's a depth perception. So I could solve it, I could go over to his home with the OT and we could figure it out. Right. But it went on from there. Like I had a patient who told me, oh, my, my daughter can't help me. She has eye cancer. And I think someone here, Sharon, is she still here? Um, this lady, her daughter, I met the next day, and I said, we have something in common. We're both Omis. <laughs> and um, we talked, because I saw she was on my support group. So yes, I do believe in uh, faithfully that God has us telling our story. Maybe some can't do it as well, as, but I told it in many ways. Mm -hmm. And not just verbally, but on Facebook, I shared things. At first, I'm not one to do that, but it's almost like on these glasses, it directed me, yeah, tell your story. Tell your right. faith story. Mm -hmm. Tell your Owen story. And you will meet new people. And you may save someone's life. So. That's right. So anyway, that, you said you wanted to get to know us, but that's me. Absolutely. That's kind of my story. Okay. Yes, I hope everybody will uh, email me or something so we can get together. I'm, I'm praying for others. I, I don't mind praying for your needs at all. Um, Does anybody else want to? Contribute? Is there anything from online? Okay, just a moment. So this is from an online. Uh, this is from Nolene, and she says, thank you for sharing your story. Awesome. And that's the thing, right? Is right. seven degrees of Kevin Bacon <laughs> kind, of, kind of deals. You never know who yeah. you're going to cross paths with and what that means. That's and right. So it's very interesting that you have, out of six, there's four from your hometown. Would that not constitute a cluster? Not enough for a cluster? Kennett, Missouri, about three and a half hours from here. Hold on just a moment. Come on over. It's for. That's like the odds of that. I knew someone with ocular melanoma prior to having my plaque, but I didn't. She went to school with me in Texas in a class of 450 students, I would say about. She had moved to Kentucky, and I lived in Ohio. And someone on Facebook, when I had said something in a small group, you know, a, like a group of high school friends, said, well, that's what Sharon has. What? I, well, I didn't even know Sharon was on Facebook. Yeah. And so then I found her, and it took me a while to contact her. Well, then I... As I told my story, someone else from my, not my class, but a class below me said, oh, I have OM, she was a nurse. So I went to see Dr. Carvajal in New York. Um, my OO recommended it because I was thinking about one of those adjuvant trials. And so she said, he's the one you should go to. He, you know, he's, real, he's a good guy, he's real open. And so I did, and when I told him that, he said, what? And then he, and he said, you know what, either it could be a cluster, he said, or 
there's a lot more of this than we think. Yeah. And that's what I think. People too. don't get their eyes checked regularly, right? I've got another one right over here. Absolutely. I'm I'm am an 18 year survivor. All right. Of ocular melanoma, and um, I was diagnosed. And then after I was diagnosed, my sister works at the local hospital, and she said, "You need to meet my friend. She was just diagnosed with ocular melanoma." So, her and I became close. Yeah. And then. Um, I went to a ball game and I had a shirt on that was said looking for a cure ocular melanoma on it and this lady came up to me and she goes do you know someone that has ocular melanoma and I said yeah me and she said and then this is still in our town she said my husband died a few years ago from ocular melanoma mm. so that was at least three and when we moved to North Carolina from Pennsylvania my a friend from my church up back home called and said, I need to talk to you because she, her friend just got, had just gotten diagnosed with ocular melanoma. So I'm, in my mind, I think it's environmental because our town had a glass factory, steel mills. You know, I grew yeah. up and there was a power, electrical power plant behind our house. So I'm thinking. You know. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was a farm boy. So we're around, uh, Timic. Timic is a very strong chemical for cotton. Uh, you can't even plant anything after it for two or three years unless it's cotton. Um, so that's one of those things. But the, the guy named Jeff that I was telling you about, he, he was the one that I confided in. My brother, I mean, my, my brother-in-law and my sister said, hey, you know, Jeff, Jeff had this. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me call him. And uh, of course, uh, he lived by what we called the number 19 ditch and uh, surrounded by farms. And we swam in that thing all the time, so there's no telling. Uh, but I also, you know, I, my dad was a smoker. I lived in a smoker's house. I worked in a um, sun, a, a tanning bed place. Uh, I'm a dentist, so, you know, probably looked at that light, curing light a few times. I mean, there's, we don't really know, right? I mean, it, it just is what it is, and what we, you know, our purpose is to just find a way to live with it and, and heal, and I felt like journaling did that. You know, I, I, did, I did want to do um, a, a shout out to, um, to, to Castle, of course, who did, um, who did the biopsy, because I mean, without that, you, you know, at, at first, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, at first, I told Dr. Reichstein to take my eye out. Because my limited belief at that time was, you cut cancer out, it's gone. It's gone, right? And he looked at me and said, man, it's 2017. We don't just pluck eyeballs out. Come on, man. I got, I've got something for you. Let me tell you about it. So, of course, I, I ended up doing it, and I'm so thankful. Thanks, Anderson, because Anderson said, you've got one week to make up your mind. I'm calling you. Guess what she did? She called me. She called me. So, um, but, but my, my diagnosis, um, you know, was the, the phenotype was, I think, um, A1, B1, intermediate, which meant 10 to 20% metastasis rate. Uh, and then the prime factor was negative. So negative's good. If you got positive, I'm sorry. Um, that doesn't mean it's a life sentence. It just means 
you just have a little more aggression. So I feel like I'm a walking miracle. I believe all of you are walking miracles, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Um, just, you know, I can't thank my doctor and his team at Tennessee Retina enough. I can't. It was such a joy to be there yesterday. They're, they're like friends. They can't wait for me to come. I think, I think there was a drink sitting on the counter, and honestly, I think it was tea, but it looked like urine. And I said, oh, my God, are we giving urine samples now? <laughs> so, uh, well, just in, in, in wrapping up what I have to say, um, uh, what journaling did for me was it kept me aware that there is treatment, not a life sentence. It kept me motivated. There's a team of people here to help. And it helped me to hold on to hope and not to look back because I'm not going that way. Well, Dr. Terry Watson, thank you so much. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Such a blessing, right? Such a blessing. So just to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, we all get so stuck in our own lives and our own cycles that we need to step out of our own boxes sometimes because it may be the difference between life or death for somebody else. And if you don't tell your story, it, it, you may not hear it from anybody else. So there's almost this little bit of this survivor or this fighter, the fight or flight. You kind of have to get into that mode and put it forward. That whole pay it forward goes in many different ways. It's not just picking up somebody's lunch. It's telling your story to save a life or to get out to Tennessee Retina or Castle Biosciences. And so your story, our patients, that is exactly what a cure in sight is for. We are patient-led for patients. There is not a single one of us on the board or employed that do not have the same fight. And so we are our own advocates. We are our own advocates, and we're advocating for you and for ourselves. So share your story, because sharing your story is sharing my story. And let's do that for each other, because we need each other, because this is a family. It's a little disruptive at times. I'll, I'll take that one. But, <laughs> but, you know, we need each other, and it's uplifting. And tell me that that isn't completely healing. It's cathartic. It's cathartic to tell your story. It's cathartic to be able to write it down, not only to get it out, but to process. So even if you've never journaled before, color. Pick a favorite color. Get it out. Red, orange, yellow, blue, whatever you're feeling. And just do what you need to do. So that's the end of our session here today on this uh, Crescent Room. If you guys would like to head on over to track one, they're going to be finishing up in there. I'd love to meet you all over there. All right. Thank you, guys. See you later. Thank you so much for joining us today on the I Believe podcast, brought to you by Castle Biosciences Please be sure to subscribe, and if you're so inclined, send this episode over to friends, family, and share on your social media to help spread awareness around OM. If you have a moment, leave us a brief review or consider making a donation to the links in the show notes to keep our podcast going. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Insight. We'll see you next time on the I Believe podcast.